Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. He writes this awesome book. He gets his great vision. One reason, because he's been serving. He's been persecuted. This whole book is written to churches that are undergoing persecution in those days. It's an awesome book. See, the principle of the Christian life is that the way up is down. And the way to life is death. And death to self and its control. John knew this, and we must also. Jesus' ministry on earth was serving others in order to show them the love of the Father. As Christians, we can get caught up in our own little bubble, studying the Word, discussing it with brothers and sisters. All that is vital to our faith, but our knowledge should be put into action. As Pastor Mark reminds us today, studying prophecy is exciting. But some people get so caught up in trying to interpret and speculate future events that they forget all the people around them that will be affected by the end times. Revelation reveals the destination for those who don't know him. We need to give them the gospel so they can prepare too. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 1, with part one of our message entitled, A Promised Blessing. comes home one day after a really difficult day at work, and he picks up the new Christian magazine that has just come that day, and he begins to read it. He gets about to the first page, and all of a sudden, his seven-year-old son comes running into the room and hops up on his lap. He says, Dad, let's go play ball. Well, Dad says, okay, but I just want to read this new magazine for a little while, and the seven-year-old complains, well, come on, come on, Dad. And so he says, all right, I will, but here's what I'm going to do. And while, while he's opened that magazine, the father notices there's a page on that magazine that has a world map, and he has a brilliant idea. He gets his scissors out and a roll of tape, and he says to his son, I'm going to cut this world map up, and when you get it put back together, you come on in and we'll go out and play ball. <laughs> Hands it to him. He says, man, I'm little, you know, it's going to be quiet. I'm going to enjoy this whole magazine. About five minutes later, seven-year-old's back. Taped all up. And he said to a seven-year-old, How in the, I didn't even know you knew all the countries in the world. How in the world did you do this? He said, ah, dad, it was a cinch. He says, on the back of that world of the map was a picture of the face of Jesus. When I put Jesus together, the whole world came into focus. <laughs> That's what the book of Revelation is about. When Jesus is put in his rightful place, the whole world begins to make sense. And that brings us to verse number one. And we're going to go through verse by verse. The revelation of Jesus Christ. 
It is not the revelation of John. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The word revelation in the Greek is apocalypsis. The English transliteration of that is a word you're familiar with called apocalypse. Doesn't have anything to do with Bruce Willis. Doesn't have anything to do with disaster. It means simply to uncover or to reveal. Now, I've done a lot of weddings. Usually the bride comes down the aisle and she has this veil over her face. We go through the wedding. At the end of the wedding, there is a revelation. There is a, an apocalypse. The veil comes off and there's a revealing of who this wonderful lady is. It is not a disaster, and this, maybe you've never met the lady before or something. <laughs> or if you're like in the Old Testament with you-know-who, who we thought he married. But it is a clear vision. Now, when this word is speaking about a person, it's talking about the person becomes clearly visible. So what does that say to us? It says this, that this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So you can already guess, with that very simple, just few words, what is this whole book about? It's about the unveiling of Jesus Christ. It's a fresh look at Jesus, his personality, his qualities, his ministry. It reveals Jesus in a new way. Now some of you are saying, oh man, I came for this science fiction jazz and what. Well, we have plenty of that. But what does it really mean to reveal Jesus? You see, the Jesus of the world, unbelievers, well, how do they look at Jesus? Well, some ways they look at Jesus as baby Jesus. It's the way they think of Jesus. Some people have passed past that point, and they think of Jesus, but they think of Jesus on the cross. Going to many churches, that's where he still is. Others have passed by that. There isn't really anything religious about Jesus. To them, Jesus is a great teacher. Now, when Jesus came to this earth to live as a man, we never got a full revelation of who he was. The disciples never really understood. Jesus never revealed himself really who he was. He talked about it, and there was only one time there was a little glimpse. Actually, when Jesus came to this earth as a man, he hid most of his glory. The only time that we have a real glimpse of his glory was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John went up, and that metamorphosis took place. And he was awesome. And they were so taken back. Peter said, let's build three little houses here and men stay here. This is wonderful. That's what we're going to see. Because the book of Revelation is going to reveal to us, even us that are Christians tonight, a brand new look, a brand new view of who Jesus is. We'll see his full glory. Now it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him... To show, to show. That tells us already that this is the character of God. God wants to show us the future. He wants to show us our future. As you go through this book with us, week in and week out, not only will you see a glimpse of Jesus, but you will see the future of this world, including your future. And including our family's future. I'll have more to say about that later. You see, God doesn't hide this from us. He wants to show us His will for our lives. 
He wants to guide us. He's given us His Holy Spirit who is the one going to help us to understand this book. As we go through this, as we study this book, God will show us many, many awesome things. Keep your eyes open. Be looking for them. And as you do that, you'll see some wonderful things. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show, not to hide, not to mask, but to clearly show us what it's going to be like. Gave him to show his, what? His servants. His servants. The servant is really a bondservant. It's one who is owned by his master. He was totally under the authority and power of his master and dependent on him for everything. His responsibilities, his daily food, his housing, his supplies, his purpose in life. That was, that was given as you served this master. John was a servant. This is the Apostle John. We're going to do a little bio on John. He's on the island of Patmos. He's in his 90s. We're going to do a little traveling sketch from him when Jesus called him as a fisherman all the way up until this point. And we'll give you a little interesting thing because there's some extra biblical outside that has some history of what happened to John at the end of his life. And it's kind of neat, some neat stuff. But this is John. He was always a, a servant of Jesus. Are you a servant of Jesus tonight? It's an interesting question. Who is your spiritual boss? Is it God or is it you? Are you serving tonight or do you just want to be served? If somebody said to you next week, we need help in the parking lot, would you say, well, I'm not really interested because I want to get to the front row and learn about Revelation? You know what God would say to you? Wrong move. Because the whole book is given to who? Servants. Now, where do we serve? Husbands? You're to love your wife. You're to serve your wife. Wives? It's the same. We're to serve one another. You see, the world wants to know that we're real. Jesus said there's one way you're going to know that, that you love one another. So as we go through this, make sure you're serving. Those things are happening. Now the key is, it's not only are you serving, but how are you serving? If you're serving because, and pastor said I have to come at work day. Don't come. We don't want you. I'm out of that. Fine. See, we want to serve because we want to love to serve. I mean, why could God say to us, we're servants? That's because he bought us. There isn't anything good in us that God hasn't given us. So we ought to love to serve. And I know most of you do. You're doing an awesome job. You just serve and serve and serve. So he gave it to servants. You see, the vital principle of the Christian life, John knows it. He's on an island all alone. He's there because he stood for Jesus Christ. He writes this awesome book. He gets his great vision. One reason? Because he's been serving. He's been persecuted. This whole book is written to churches that are undergoing persecution in those days. It's an awesome book. See, the principle of the Christian life is that the way up is down. And the way to life is death. And death to self and its control. John knew this, and we must also. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to show his servants, which must soon take place. How many of you have heard all your life that Jesus is coming back again? Now, some of you are old out there. I can see that. 
I got my hand up, that's fine. What does the world say? Oh yeah, sure. Why would I want to go here study on the book of Revelation? I've been hearing that since I was knee high. Jesus is coming back. He didn't come back now, he's never coming back. Well, God knew that. One of the epistles says, don't go there. Now, what does this mean here? Must soon take place. Or the New King James, if you have that tonight, it means, I think the word is shortly. What does shortly mean? What does that really mean? Quickly, speedily, and swiftly is really the definition of that. Quickly, speedily, and swiftly. Now, to understand that, there's, there's two, two understandings of that word tonight. I think it's important that we see this. Number one, remember, God stands outside of time. Like when you get to heaven, there are going to be no Timex commercials. There's no clock. It's outside of time. Now, we can't understand that today. Now, some of you kind of live. If you go down to South America, we'd start the service like whenever. Because time means really not too much to them. But here, we go by the clock. Time is important to us. So God has to try to speak to us so it makes sense to us. So one part of the Bible, it says this. A thousand years to us is as a day to God. So we're going... Man, it's been 2,000 years since this happening. God says, yeah, it's been a couple days. <laughs> Just been a couple days. See, for us, it's like, is he really going to come? Well, it says, this is God's timetable. 2,000 years, and yet we're on the brink of the edge of times. So we've on the, been on the brink of the edge of times. This church thought he was coming back. He is coming back. So remember, God's timing is different than ours. Two days to God is still what? Soon. It's soon, it's quick. But then the other neat part of this, the Greek says swiftly and speedily. The Greek word is tachii, which is, you guys that are in, into cars, is a tachometer. It means when you get that sucker up to speed, vroom, away it goes. So what is it talking about? It means this. It doesn't necessarily mean it's soon to come, in other words, it's going to come any time, but it means when it comes, when it gets there, how's it going to go? In other words, it's not going to take 2,000 years to finish it. When it gets here, those seven years are going to be over before they started. It's just going to be incredible how fast these events are going to take place. So what it means is, when these things begin to come into place, it is going to be an unbelievable sequence of fast events. Now, let me give you an illustration. Some of you have seen these people who, I don't know what they do for a real living, but you see these people with dominoes. You see some of those guys? And they, they take a room this size and set up this thing of dominoes with all this jazz and whatever. And they're all intertwined, all kind of stuff. Like I said, after they do this, you wonder, what do they do for a living? I mean, it's got to take them hundreds of hours and people. And then they get there, and the camera's on them, and one guy goes, click, and what happens to the dominoes? And before it's what? All those hundred hours of work, it's what? It's over. That's what this word means. When it starts... The sequence is going to go very rapidly. It's going to come to an end. Now, the reason it's going to come to an end is because if it doesn't, there would be nobody left. You're going to see that when we go through talking about the rapture. So, it is coming. Notice, next words, we're going pretty fast, aren't we? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> hey, my wife's been away. I had all kind of time to study. You guys are in for it, man. All right. (laughs) 
He made it known. He made it known. That's an interesting word that King James has signified. What it means is, he made it known by sending his angels to his servant John. The word signifies means written with signs or symbols. So as we go through this book, John was communicated in the spoken word and visions which he saw. But these visions are full of symbolic meaning. There's going to be all kind of word pictures and symbols as we go through. Now why is that? Well, we're at a time when it's, it's different. Many of these things as we go through the book of Revelation tonight will have great relevance to us. But in John's days, and up to those days, some of these things were impossible to understand. I mean, who can think of flesh melting off of people? And whole cities just being destroyed in a flash. And now we know because we have the atomic bombs and things today that that's not hard for us to understand. In those days, I was listening to a story recently. The Wright brothers' father was a pastor. And he basically said, in one of his predictions, one of his sermons is, man will never fly. <laughs> his sons are out there going, okay, dad, whatever. And see, I mean, if we didn't have it, if you turn to Revelation 17 and it says, and the jet plane went through and dropped a bomb, John would have said, what, is, what do these words mean? Okay, all right, jet plane and drop a bomb. Meant nothing. So what do we have? We have symbols. The other thing that's neat with symbolism, it's never weakened by time. So the key is to try to figure out the symbols. That will be the fun as we go through it. Now, though the book of Revelation is filled with signs and symbols, it is understandable and it's especially given to those of us who have studied the Bible. And here's something very interesting to you. Some of you, and it will be very interesting to me when we finish, although most of you have learned better, you're doing well. Some people aren't into the Old Testament, like Old Testament, yeah, I'm into the Old Testament. If I said after this, well, I'm only going to do eight verses tonight. Next week we're going to do the book of Psalms for a year. Think we have to set up chairs? I hope we would. Is the book of Psalms is an awesome book. How about the book of Proverbs? That'd be great. Yeah. Well, why am I saying that? Here's why. The book of Revelation is rooted in the Old Testament. Listen. It contains more than 500 allusions to the Old Testament. 278 of the 404 verses in Revelation, almost 70% make some reference to the Old Testament. So those of you that have never delved in the Old Testament, you're what? Already at a disadvantage. But don't stop coming. It'll challenge you to be part of the Old Testament when we go through it. So 70% of what we'll talk about has solution. Now we'll go back to them. We're going to go back to a couple of them tonight for you. And you'll have to hunt and peck like I do. You know, Zachariah, where is that little book? And we'll, we'll walk through it. Now, verse 2. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Who testifies who testifies to everything he saw. That is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So here we have, and it's very simple, the chain of communication. How did this book really happen? Well, God the Father gave it to Jesus, who gave it to an angel, who gave it to John, who finally has given it to us, to the person of the Holy Spirit. So we will see John, many visions, talking to angels, and these are things that John actually saw. It's a revelation to John. 
It's not like he had this double pepperoni pizza and went to bed and thought up these dreams and he's just writing these weird things down to us. This is an actual book of revelations that God gave supernaturally to John. Now, John didn't understand much of this. He just wrote it down. You can understand as we go through how he couldn't have understood much of this. Verse 3. This is a great verse. Blessed, or happy, or joyful, or fulfillment, is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it, and take it to heart, you might behind that just put the words obey, what is written in it, because the time is near. Now religious people look at the book of Revelation in a lot of different ways. Some of you tonight may be prophecy junkies. And that's okay. I don't have a problem with that, but let me explain. Some prophetic people that I know are unbalanced. Their whole life is spent in a few select books of God's Word. And they're experts in prophecy. And I, I think that's great. I don't have a problem with being an expert in prophecy. But you shouldn't just be an expert in prophecy. You should be an expert in all the books of the Bible. And you will be an unhealthy person if all of your focus is only on the book of Revelation. Now usually you'll have a few of those and maybe you won't come back after dinner. I hope you do. Because you're unbalanced. And you need to realize that the rest of the word of God applies to you just as much as the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, Zechariah, whatever you want to go to, Isaiah. All the Bible. Second Timothy, all the scripture is inspired and is profitable for doctrine. So you'll be good, and I'm sure I'll hear from you in the email and lots of neat things. Go ahead. I'm open. I'm teachable. I'm ready. We're going to learn a lot more than just the book of Revelation as we go through it. It's going to be an exciting book. Second, remember, the focus of the book is what? Jesus. Second, some of you are afraid to read it. Some of you have been raised in a church that said, do not open this book. Here's a good thing. Here's a test for you. And I want you to do it. And then email me or call the office or, don't, well, don't call it. Don't call the office. Email me. We have a million phones. Ask some people at work tomorrow. Just take a little survey. How many of you have ever studied the book of Revelation? Just ask people. And then just write in and say, well, ask 12 people and two did or whatever. It'd be interesting to me to see because that's going to be very interesting. See, many people, many churches tonight say, don't even open the book. It's, it's a closed book. Don't open it. No, it isn't a closed book. Now, then some people say, well, it's impossible to read this book. There's too many signs and symbols, too many weird things. Plus, this part of the Bible couldn't apply to my life. You know who was in that camp? Martin Luther. Listen. Martin Luther says this. My spirit cannot adapt itself to the book of Revelation. And a sufficient reason, and this is sufficient reason why I don't esteem it highly, is because in this book, Christ is neither taught nor recognized anywhere in it. <laughs> this is Martin Luther. Was Martin Luther wrong? 100% wrong. Now he's right in a lot of other areas. Praise God for that. But that shows us what? That we need to be teachable. So Martin Luther thought, this is a useless book. Why even open it? Now, you can understand, as I said, why he might come to that belief. Today we heard about what we would be looking at as Pastor Mark takes us through the book of Revelation. Revelation is the revelation of Jesus, about the time when he will become clearly visible. As Pastor Mark said, in this book we'll understand more about the character of God, 
what He wants to show us for our lives. Although the book has many symbols, there are clear teachings that all people should be aware of. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. The messages that you hear each day here on Lessons for Living were produced from messages that Pastor Mark shared at the main campus in Melbourne. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living... We'll look more at how we're going to approach this study in the book of Revelation. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we'll look more at how we're going to approach this study in Revelation and what it will reveal to us. Pastor Mark will speak about God's intentions for the book as he revealed it to Jesus, to an angel, to John, and then to all of us. We will begin to look at the meanings of some of the symbols in Revelation and how they can be misinterpreted. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.